Hello and welcome to episode 53 of Wing Sauce, the Mo Cider edition. I know it's a little preemptive, to, it's it's a little premature, he hasn't, but you know what? I'm going with it. I'm going with it, guys. Is that like a confirmed jersey number, by the way? Or it is now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's wore that. He wore that number, I think, when he played in the. He didn't he play a uh, like in uh, what was it? Wait, what? What were you saying, Dustin? In- I'm pretty sure he wore that number during preseason or something, or maybe this is in Grand Rapids. I'm not Isn't sure. Isn't it just like the he number? He did wear 53 they- there. He wore it in the SHL. No, he he was he wore fifty three. Uh, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> you stand by. We've it. gone okay. too far, guys. <laughs> it's it's got to be Mo Cider. Yep, fifty three. There's no no one else that makes sense. So okay, I'm the fifties it. It, it gets a little a little dicey. It, it's it, it gets a little dicey with the fifties. So, but um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I I thought that we were going to have a lot of good news as far as the as far as the red wings to talk about but did you really we, uh, went into <laughs> did well, you actually okay. think there's going to be some good news to talk about well okay i mean I, they did start out the season pretty decent and then hey they're still in the hunt i don't know what you guys are, they're still in the hunt, still right hunt. Now. yeah absolutely Dude, guys, okay well, hey let's just jump into it they look like shit today they did look terrible bad. They, it looked like it they, was a midday game it, that's like what it boils down to it's like they they look like they you know got out of bed they forgot they had a game that day they're like oh shit we gotta looks get like the they game. had a night last night yeah yeah and right. good for them if they did you know just live it up i guess in chicago with everything closed Connor, <laughs> Connor, the um, the the old saying that uh, remember Randy, the the goalie coach for for St. Oh, yeah. Mary's. Oh yeah, he he would call it exactly like it was today, a grenade in the soup. <laughs> that's what it was today. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, and that that's actually a great explanation of how the game went. I mean, there was it was sloppy. It was a little slow. They, I think what it boils down to is that, you know, for me, the Red Wings are not going to, everybody knows what they're going to get for the most part, right? You're not expecting them to go light the lamp and and go on a tear and win 10 games in a row. But what you do expect is to have players give it their all. If that, I mean, I think that's fair to have a professional athlete try in their sport when, when they're making the kind of money that they are. Um, I just didn't see that, you know, like I can take a loss. It's hard to watch them lose all these 50, 50 battles and then not, you know, they, they kind of look upset or whatever, but they're out there in the next shift and kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And, and again, they're not playing Tampa or there's some crazy good team It's Chicago and, and Tyler, you picked Chicago or the Red Wings to finish ahead of Chicago. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, well, it's so early in the season, so I, I honestly, and here's here's the thing: Chicago is not a good team. Let's not mistake that they are not a good team. Not to say that the Red Wings are are a great team at all, because that's not what I'm saying. Here, here are the facts: before Friday, Chicago was winless. Before Friday, they still had the same exact players that they do that they they. they uh, that they had since the beginning of the season, no to changes be, were made. To be fair, they, have, they had a tough start. Team uh, opponent wise, starting off with Tampa, right? Well, he- hear me out. So they um, they 
still have a rookie goaltender. Well, actually two rookie goaltenders. I believe that, uh, I think that they would, maybe I would be jumping the gun on saying they wouldn't even make an AHL roster. Nonetheless, they're not an NHL starter. Okay. That that's, that's they are now after they played the Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> so the Red Wings just made them look like, like they were a top five team in the NHL. Yeah, I thought that's I was unacceptable. Watching, the, watching like the 2013 Blackhawks running on there. Too. <clears throat> I mean, so, so lucky the incompetence for and it's it's just ridiculous. The the defensive breakdowns and the the incompetence of you know what whether it was people blowing a tire, uh, they were diving in front of the puck and and trying to swing their stick. What are you doing? I mean, so luckily I wasn't watching the game. I was driving, so I just listened to the game. Oh, nice. But needless needless to say, it didn't sound too exciting with how everything was breaking down. And the lines were super interesting that Blashell went with today. Uh, not your ordinary, your lines. And I- I'm not that, sure. I'm actually okay with that, though. You know, I, I mean, I am t- I mean, Connor. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I like I like the change up. It, it was just interesting uh, who he had, mm-hmm. um, who he had playing. But I guess again, it's it's such a quick season. I, I don't think anyone's expecting them to go far, so they're trying to utilize as many players as they can, see different you know different looks, see what's going to work for them. And, and part of it, but, part of it too, Dustin, just on that same point before you go on, is that this is kind of what you get when you have a very short preseason, right? You don't you're not able to play with the Lions. You're going to have to do that, especially with all these new players that we have. That it, this is uh this is part of the the carousel that the coach is going to have to handle and try to mix and match a little bit and you're going to have days like this where they just don't click but for me I, th- this this one was on the players like i we've given the players the benefit of the doubt of of line matching lack of adjustments in game uh management from a coaching perspective this one was like and dustin you, like you said you weren't watching it so it's tough to see the little stuff of you know defensive zone coverage and i had mentioned it before the 50 50 battles just in the corner being lost where you can't see that on the radio where you have two guys and even the red wings are in a better position to get the puck and they're just not getting it um that's what's hard to watch when you i mean again these are not the this these are professional athletes they're they're not like rookies here they've (laughs) they've been in the league they know what it takes to prepare and there's only a few guys that that looked like they had it. And we were chatting a little bit before and it looked like Bertuzzi and Larkin were the only guys that were just really giving it their all. And I think both of those guys, literally the only two, they they do that. You can count on both those guys to give it their all, no matter what, pretty much every game. Um, There's a lot of guys that are just Mm -hmm. uh, out for a Sunday stroll. Yeah. So, I mean, like I talked about last episode, I think the biggest thing for the Red Wings is the fact that their four check sucks. And, they, and like you mentioned, the 50 50 battles, right? They can't even get the puck out of the neutral zone, to, let alone try to shoot on goal. Um, and, and like Tyler said, the breakdown on the defense is terrible. It's, it's every time um, they can't set up the puck in the offensive zone. There's no plays. I watched the Chicago game um, the night before. And Chicago can come down and just pass the puck. They had they had a a point. I'm pretty sure five players touched the puck, yeah, or something like that. And so it's like, and the Red Wings, if you can get two players, that's a, that's lucky enough. Yeah. So I'm hoping to see a little bit more discipline in the offensive zone. Hopefully, moving forward when when he finds those those lines, but we'll have to see. I think yeah. So what I what I like is that, um, or what I would like to see is hard work in the defensive zone because all that is is just hard work. That's how you that's how you get the puck out. And then offensive zone, I'm looking for middle of the season after the uh, the wings can find 
lines and then you watch guys click you watch how they play in the offensive zone you watch them cycle the puck you get the three on two below the the bottom of the circles it's those type of things that you're watching for later on in the season right now it's like all right defensive zone and neutral zone that that's where you got to win the game and that's pure knowing where you're supposed to that's hockey smarts and hard work that's not anything crazy and i don't think that's ridiculous to ask right now i I have to give some criticism to this one player because we have talked about him. Uh, you know, we, we've given him a lot of praise and, and everything, but we got to come down hard on him today. Anthony Mantha, it's unacceptable. You know, we, we, we don't want him fighting. That's true. But show a little bit of physicality. I do want you to show up for to the God's race. sake. <laughs> like, how, how does a guy who's six foot five, 235 pounds get out muscled by Matthias Yanmark. Is that the one on Are the, you kidding the me? crease on the top of the crease? There? Yes. Yeah, that was that was How do you uh, get out muscled by that guy? And it didn't happen once, it happened twice. And I don't know if you were able to watch the highlights or anything, Dustin. It was really funny because I've been in the situation where you get out muscled or whatever in the back it was like a back door or top of the crease type type goal, the one I'm thinking about, Tyler. Um, yeah, that's one of the ones where he immediately I just see in his face being like, this is not going to be fun when I watch film uh, tonight or tomorrow with the team. You yeah, know, that, that's just head, not head a- to the rafters immediately. Yes, it was like, shit, this is going to look really bad on film. Like, I probably should have so, tried a little bit harder. And it did. So, so Connor, I didn't see that. Uh, one thing I texted you boys, though, I was listening to the the game. And the announcers were just dying about the open net miss by Ryan Carpenter. Ooh, so yeah. that seemed to be that, that seemed to be a, a very <laughs> funny a very funny moment because it was. I'm, I'm a Tyler and Connor. The guy was laughing, not even joking, for a good minute and a half, it, just like like crying, laughing. Yeah, like it was so funny. He's like, "Oh my god!" It said it was wide open. It was. I couldn't it was, believe uh, it. Yeah, it was so. I mean, unfortunately, I said I've been in the position where Mantha was before. I've also been in this position too, where. You're you're in a two on. It was kind of like a two on one backdoor pass, wide open goalie was. Uh, it was a give and go two on one. Yeah, yeah. It had Bernier beat like he was like on the goal line on the opposite side. Like you could see, yeah. there was the entire net post to post plus open ice between the goalie Bernier and, and the post on the opposite <laughs> side. So like, so it was completely open, but it was so bang bang. Again, I've been there. It sucks because you really can't. You're, you you only ha- you hit the puck and you're so close to the net. And you're right in the same position that you have to whack at it, and you can't like corral it and kind of put it where you want. Um, so I saw they showed a little replay, Dustin, of him when he got back to the bench, you know, slamming the stick and stuff. And like every player's been there, it just you know, you never ever want to. Oh god, it sucks. <laughs> the the broadcaster was like, "Well, at least it'd have been a nice pass." Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was a great play for the Blackhawks, but. <laughs> There's a lot of great plays for the Blackhawks, unfortunately. Hey, well, on good news, Bertuzzi got. Got two goals, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my boy Bobby Ryan didn't net any, so he, he needs to step it up. Mm. Yeah, next mm. game. Like, who are they play next? Yeah. By the way, is that Dallas? Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Are they Dallas yeah. is back to playing right? Yeah, Dallas. They're, yeah, they're Dallas baby. Eight eight zero. They came out and just beat the. Sh- it was eight zero, Tyler or five. I don't know. They beat the shit out of uh, who they play first. I'm a uh, Panther or Nashville. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. No, yeah, it came out had, uh, just destroyed Nashville. It was like five nothing when you posted that on Instagram, Tyler. Wasn't that the game when Nashville was yeah, down by five? It was yeah. seven seven nothing final score. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Tyler. And, and the Preds outshot them 34-28. I mean, oh my god, Dallas is going to be really good. That we even said that when we did our divisional breakdowns, like we went through every every division, and then we went back to say, well, 
that one of those sleepers, it's really weird because they're really good every year and it's Dallas. So, <laughs> I mean, it's so weird how Dallas is in the, the East yeah, or the, uh, the, central, the central. Yeah. Okay. Central. Um, and, and St. Louis is in the, in the West. <laughs> that is pretty strange. Yeah. Anybody else think that's weird? No, it, it definitely weird. is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, boys, it's, it's 12 minutes in. I'm going to pull a Connor. We still haven't dec- told who our uh, our guest is for today. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, Dustin, Dustin did you want to take care of that? Uh, Tyler, I think you're better at it. Okay, sure. Um, well, thank you. Appreciate that. So, hey, we welcome, had, on, we had on a little tire pump for you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, uh, yeah, we so we had Kate Freeze on. Uh, she is a photojournalist from from Philly. Uh, she's a crazy. Um, sh- she's she's a crazy Philly fan. Yes. We'll, we'll put it that way. She uh, she she legitimately cried when Wayne Simmons was traded away. So and she she almost uh, teared up when we when we were talking about it. So uh, if if that says anything, she was she had so many stories though. I mean, you'll you'll Crazy hear it. she she had a lot of stories about uh, current players, uh, past players. There were actually some stories she actually met Willie O'Ree, uh, which we didn't even get to in the interview. With, you know, there's a lot more to unpack with her, and um, I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of people will enjoy having her back on again because i know we will yeah it, and uh, yeah and, and definitely since kind will be on i was gonna say yeah i i for the listeners i was not able to join which i was super bummed about um because of my philly ties there i had a lot of philly questions so we absolutely need to have her back on um and, but i also really excited to listen i haven't even talked to you guys i don't even want to hear any more about the interview or anything like that because i will be uh i'll be a listener when it comes out tomorrow yeah. which is monday um, for, yeah, for the folks that know that we record on Sunday, <laughs> and and to to get a, to give everyone a little bit of like a, a heads up, so you may hear a little bit of a of a delay, but that was because Dustin was using his phone and the service was kind of uh, spotty at times. So it, it it wasn't throughout the entire interview; it was maybe like one or two instances. So if there's a little bit of a pause, that's the only reason why. Yep, sorry about that, but uh, we got the interview done, and let's just kick it over, boys. Do what we need to do. Well, you know what time it is. You done, goof. Our next guest is a photojournalist from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She is the team photographer of the Metropolitan Riveters of the NWHL. She's worked with teams in the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, currently is a contributor for the Athletic and Philly Voice. Please welcome to the Wing Sauce Podcast, Kate Freeze. Thank you so much for joining us. And how are you? Thank you for having me, guys. I, I'm excited to do this. Um, I'm good. I am currently missing the third period of the Riveters' uh, first bubble game, but it's worth it. You know, I'm excited to be here. Hey, they're, they're up. Hey, we appreciate uh, what that. is it right now? And- Two nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kilduff has the uh, only two goals for the Riveters right now, so that's uh, that's where it was last time I checked. Wow. Yeah, we. I there keep we getting the keep getting the updates on uh, the NWHL zone. So, uh, so yeah, we're 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 excited for 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 bubble hockey for sure. Not just with the NHL, but obviously with the NWHL. We've had a few a few of the few of the women on, and I can't even imagine how excited they are. 
And I can't imagine how excited you are to to finally see the uh, the Riveters play as well. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I'm unfortunately not there with them in Lake Placid. I really wish I could be, but due to starting a new job and just everything I have going else with my um everything going on with my other publications, I just couldn't make it happen. So I'm cheering on from home, you know, wearing my sweatshirt right now and just trying not to get too sad uh, watching them play without me capturing it. <laughs> right. Well, you're you're an honorary team member, right? So uh, I mean, you're you're rooting on the team from uh, from the couch, but hey. It, it all counts. I like to think of that when, when we watch the Wings games and I'm cheering them on, if they score a goal, I helped. It's kind of like an assist from the couch. Absolutely. I, I feel <laughs> the same exact way. I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. But uh, so you were mentioning that you are extremely busy with, with all the stuff going on, working numerous hours throughout the week. So first of all, thank you very much for for taking some time and joining us. And and I wanted to to get right into it. So you went to the Pennsylvania College of Art and Design, but I would imagine that your passion for photography must have started before then. So I wanted to ask you, you know, how did you end up getting into photography and uh, and, and photo editing and, and kind of where it led you to where you are now? Yeah, so I... Um... I was always around, of course, my mother, and she it was just naturally really good with the camera. She was just, you know, just do it in her spare time. She was a grade school teacher, and she would just, you know, bring her camera with her to to work and take pictures of the kids to hang up in the hallways, to send home to the parents and playing at recess, stuff like that. So I was always around my mom and her camera. And then when I was a teenager, they bought me my first um, film camera and a you know, pack of film. And I just got to walk around, take pictures of just like whatever caught my eye. And after that, as I, when I got a little older, I took a black and white film class in high school and I enjoyed it. I loved being in the dark room, but didn't really think much of it. And then fast forward, I decided I, you know, took some time off after high school, decided to go back to school. I actually went in as a graphic design major and I took a photography elective because, you know, I needed it in my schedule. And I, I just, I loved it so much. Literally the first um, project that we had to do, my professor asked me, she's like, what do you want to do with photography once you graduate? I was like, I hate to break it to you. I'm a graphic design major. And she pulled me in her office and she's like, you have the talent. She's like, I can't teach this eye that you have for capturing images. She's like, change your major right now or I'm going to like, you know, be very upset with you. <laughs> and it's ju- it just skyrocketed from there. I changed my major and it's been a crazy time ever since. Wow. wow. Kate, yeah. do you still have that first camera that you got? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. Of course. It, so, it, do you do you have it? Oh, go, go ahead, Dustin. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Tyler. Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you have it like framed in a case or do you still use it? <laughs> Funny enough, I still use it. It's, um, oh my gosh, what is it? A Nikon N6 or something like that. But I've taken it, I've used it at Flyers games, which is kind of like, you know, bringing my whole photography journey like full circle, I guess. I, I Every now and again, I'll take it just for like, you know, for fun to a Flyers game or something like that. And it just kind of humbles me too. I get to appreciate how hard photography was, you know, back in the days of film when they were doing it just, you know, as that. So yeah, I still have the camera. I still use it. Wow. So do, and- do you feel like the, hold on, Tyler, do you feel like the quality of a film is different than like digital? Yes and no. Um, 
I think I can definitely like tell, you know, but it's getting with just the quality, especially of mirrorless, um, which I wish I had, but I do not. I think I'm making the switch, but that's a, a big investment. But I think mirrorless is getting closer to something like a, a larger negative, like a medium format um, or even like a four by five field, field camera. It's getting closer to that. I still just love I don't know, the feeling of film and the warmth of it and just the way that, you know, the edges kind of look compared to, to digital. I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of just like, you know, classic when it comes to that. But yeah, I, I can definitely see a difference, but I think the gap is absolutely closing. All that, all that stuff, it goes right over my head just because, you know, there, there's so much that goes into it and that's why you're a pro. But I mean, I, I was looking at, at your Instagram page and on, on your website too. And there's definitely a reason why you're so good at what you do. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to get into, you mentioned the flyers and it looks like, and by the way, I'm going to reference Instagram because I was creeping on the Instagram, like Mm -hmm. for a couple hours today. So, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) but it looks like your first flyers game was in 2013, right? Uh, like working, I believe so. Yeah. Or was that I, cause I, I haven't, you know, I grew up going to AHL games. I never got to go cause we couldn't afford NHL games growing up. So my first, I think I was either 20 or 21 when I got to go to my first, um, flyers game. And then, yeah, fast forward like two or three years and I was working them absolutely surreal. Oh, wow. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's, I got, I thought it was longer than that. I guess it's only been seven, seven or eight years. From well, just from that first photo that that I saw, where you had what is it called? Is it called a uh, like a camera hole, or what? What do you call that? Mm-hmm. It yeah, is a they camera call hole? it a, a camera hole, a shooting portal. Yeah, there's a few names for it, but yeah, that's yeah, it's those two typically. Okay, so I mean so, that must have so, been pretty sweet that your first gig in the NHL you had you had a, a camera hole. That's amazing. Yeah, it was um, kind of terrifying um, because it, I mean, I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around. Like, I still remember it so vividly, like sitting there and I could, I feel like whenever they skate by, you feel the cool breeze of air. I feel like I'm being poetic right now. You feel the cool breeze <laughs> of the air. You smell the stinky um, equipment yeah. and it's just yeah. like. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can hear them talking. It's just it was it was the closest I've ever been to the sport I love, and I, I'll never forget that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. I mean, Dustin, I've been, were, were you? About I've been on the talking? boards. I, I've been on the boards a couple times, but nothing like that close where, you know, you can like <clears throat> physically reach out and touch a player, if you will, through the hole, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. H- have you ever had like mm-hmm. a puck hit your camera or anything like that? Uh, don't jinx me, but no, um, knock on wood. I've been very fortunate. I have had, um, gloves get stuck in there. I've had stick blades get stuck in there, but I, I've, um, pretty, pretty good reflexes. Like I probably should play goalie. I think if I did my past <laughs> life, like was a goalie. Um, but, but yeah, I've had some close calls. Thankfully, like, you know, knock, knocking on wood right now. Um, I've been really lucky there. There was, um, it happens every so often you hear about it happening to some photographers and I just like it. Oh my gosh. I, I think all of us just like you know cringe and solidarity it's so terrifying thinking about that <laughs> yeah well so now the the riveters know that they have obviously they have a great photographer and they have an emergency goaltender now 
So. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know. Um, oh, I actually, um, it's funny. I played roller hockey. I never played ice hockey. Um, I can't ice skate worth a darn. I definitely would need um, some lessons from uh, goalie coach Terry on that one. So, yeah. Now, I, I wanted to, because when when I saw how excited you were, for, well, I saw the excitement in, in the picture that you got to be right in the glass for, for that first game. So I also noticed you were a huge fan of the Flyers. So, I mean, was it difficult for you to focus on work when you're such a fan of, of not only the Flyers, but just the game itself? Yeah, that's, that's one thing that I, I just had to like learn how to contain my excitement. Um, cause I'd only been to one like NHL game before I started working them. Um, you just have to approach it completely differently. Um, it's really hard. And I still have moments of fandom because, you know, those are my boys and I do love like what I do, but there's definitely like a whole, like, it's almost like putting on a, like a, a cloak that you just have to yeah. just take it from a different kind of perspective. And I can't like, you know, act like I would as a fan, you know, and that's actually something what I have to do just for my own kind of sanity is I need to go to sporting events that I'm not working and just sit in the stands, have a beer and be a fan because I would go crazy if I couldn't, because it just, you get so inundated with working all these events that it's just like, Oh my gosh, I just want to be a fan and like, not, you know, not on my couch, you know, just go and just like have the atmosphere and be able to like cheer and just be, you know, an obnoxious flyers fan as we're known for and (laughs) blended with the Philly crowd. Exactly. Yeah. So I actually use the um, more of the AHL for that. I'll just go to Phantoms games because I'm friends with some of the players um, through my photography and they'll like throw me tickets and stuff like that. So I'll go oh, cool. and just like hang out and wave at them through the gra- glass. And they're like, where's your camera? I'm like, I'm off tonight. I'm hanging out. I hold up my beer. I was like, you know, I'm just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, we, That's great. Tyler and I go- love a good AHL game. There's no uh, nothing funner than a, a good AHL game. But uh, oh, yeah. out of all the... Fl- out of all the Flyers players, Kate, who, who's your favorite currently? Oh man, I feel like I feel like I'm a mother picking my favorite child. I can't do it. <laughs> like it's so you have hard. To. No. Uh, I, let me think, because um, I have my favorites to photograph. Like obviously, like who doesn't love taking pictures of Carter Hart? Um, I hope none of them somehow listen to this, but probably uh, maybe Travis Konechny, Um, just because he and I have a really similar sense of humor and personality. Like we're both complete Pisces. We're just like, um, and we just like joke around with each other in the locker room and stuff like that. And he's just, I mean, watching him this season, has been so freaking great. He's doing, he's just really kind of settling into his role. And his first hat trick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And of course I wasn't working that game to see it, but um, I know I was so upset. I almost like, um, like messaged him. Like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't there. Cause I had, I had got his first NHL NHL goal. I was sitting right behind the net and I got his first NHL goal. I got like, you know, the, the, um, the, the snipe and the celly. Like I, I had the That's perfect, awesome. like, you know, just like encapsulation. I know. And I like, That's I sent incredible. it, like sent it to him. He saw it. I actually became friends with his grandmother through that. And no like, way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know a bunch of the players, families and stuff just because they like, oh, you know, like so seeing cool. their, their kids pictures. But, um, yeah, but sentimental yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. TK is one of my favorites. He's just, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's watching, it's like watching myself play hockey, you know? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that, uh, just seeing, going through old pictures and stuff, looks like, uh, Wayne train was one of your favorites and mm-hmm. how heartbroken were you when, when he left the flyers and it, obviously it, it wasn't anything 
that he did wrong or anything. It just it made the most sense to to both sides at the time. Oh, I definitely cried pretty hard over that one. Uh, definitely emotionally invested in that. I was so heartbroken and so sad and just have been really sad ever since just watching him like bounce around and stuff like that. And just like, you know, he's getting up there in age or, you know, I guess if you want to put it like that um, and just watching his game change that that one that one stung. That one stung pretty hard because we even had like a pregame ritual together. And it just like I remember. Oh, no way. What yeah. was it? Oh, but- um, I always had, I would normally have the same shooting hole for warmups, like right in the corner by the Zam tunnel. And it, he would just, um, come <laughs> and stand directly in front of my shooting portal and like, you know, just like elbow the glass, like, you know, so I couldn't take any pictures and he would like mess with me and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So it was, it was so like, I was so sad. No, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Um, his first <laughs> game back in Philly, I actually went and shot on the other side of the ice for warmups and he came over and like skated in front of my hole and stood in front of it. And awesome. I just like, That's I so started funny. crying. I had to like get up and leave. I just like started crying. I was like, someone else take my hole. I got to go like, you know, pull myself together. I know seriously, like you're working. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm working. Oh my gosh, I'm just like, you know, don't, don't let me be the stereotypical like emotional woman, like you know, working a like you know in a male dominated field. Oh my gosh, don't let me be this. You're so like, I, yeah, I, like seeing I an ex boyfriend together. <laughs> <laughs> I know, seriously. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Everyone like you know says all that stupid stuff, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it that was like you know that was a, that was a trade that definitely that definitely stung. But it, I, I'm a, I'm, I like to just identify myself i'm just a hockey fan so i'm gonna follow my favorite players no matter where they're playing like i'm gonna still uh, you know you know grit my teeth and watch like a devil's game or a sabers game but like you know if if one of my favorite players is playing like i'm gonna do it you know right yeah i mean that's that's really cool kate that you have such uh unique relationships with the players um i know i never would have guessed that it would be so so intimate that's that's really awesome yeah yeah definitely and it's it's just one of those things it's kind of just like a mutual respect thing you know um i i handle my work uh in a very professional way and just also in a way just like i try to be as down to earth as possible and just respect them you know as people because i think some photographers just kind of forget that they're human beings and kind of cross the lines when it comes to respect and stuff like that. Like for instance, especially Wayne, like in the locker room, you know, if he had a really bad game or they lost and he wasn't in the mood, I could start taking taking pictures and he would give me a certain look like not today, Kate, and I would just back yeah. off, you know, and little things like that just get, gets players to respect you, you know, and just like conducting yourself in a professional manner. And then, yeah, you eventually like break that down a little bit, get to know each other's personalities because you can even joke around with them. And it just creates such a better, um, more trustful working experience for me. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. and, and one thing it- you could probably attest to this too, Kate. And so this is one thing that I've obviously just read about and I, I don't know firsthand, uh, but obviously we know Wayne Simmons, one of the most feared guys in the league, right? When, when it comes to fighting, I mean, no, no one wants to mess with him. Um, but off the ice, I hear he's such a nice guy. Like you would never picture him being as nice as he is from being so feared on the ice. Is it true? Like, Oh, it's so true. I mean, I don't know how much you know about, especially the community outreach that he does. He is such a, a kind, warm a great person. ambassador for any oh, team he's yeah. on. 
Absolutely. And that's like, that's part of the reason why it really hurt losing him because you would just see all the things he would do for Snyder hockey, you know, and all of like, you know, the young kids trying to get into hockey and stuff like that, that, you know, look like him and look up to him. It, it, he really is just like, he's just one of those players that like, you know, just amazing on and off the ice. Yeah. And, and, you know, he, he can kind of, turn on the he can like the tough guy mode he can turn it on and off obviously and when you when you turn it on look the hell out but yeah, yeah. There, there's a video on on youtube it's it's a it's a famous video of i think washington was playing in philly and uh he was standing side by side with alex ovechkin and i think washington was beating them i don't remember the score but philly fans were just furious they were throwing jerseys, f- throwing Philly jerseys on the ice, and and the camera panned to both Wayne and and Ovechkin, and they they're looking up at the fans, like yelling at them to stop, stop, like this is this is ridiculous. You're here to watch a game, you know, just relax. <laughs> it's just a game, right? But um, yeah, he he's he's an amazing guy, and I uh, I've I've always watched and admired the way that he played. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully, hopefully they do something in Toronto with with him because uh, I don't know if there's anybody who deserves to to lift the cup, it's him. Absolutely. Yeah, I really, I think he's a really good because I know like the Leafs just really needed a grittier player, and I think that he's a good fit there. As much as it pains me, like you know, not seeing him back in a Flyers jersey, um, I think he's a good fit for you know the roster that they have right now. I think, you know, they got their, they got their talent, you know, their skilled players. They needed some of a little more like grit and he can, he's like, you know, he can also score goals too, or at least like, you know, he did more back in the day, but um, yeah, I think he's a really great fit for the, you know, Toronto team. Now, Kate, speaking of grit. um, Oh gosh. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I know where we're going with this. Yeah. What what, what did you think? What did you think about the unveiling of gritty? Oh, that was one of the most glorious weeks on uh, Flyers Hockey Twitter I think I've ever experienced. (laughs) Um, It was so much fun because at first we're just like, what is this thing? We don't get it. I'm not sure if I love it or I hate it. You know, you know, typical Philly attitude. But then other teams started making fun of him and we're just like, hold on, hold on. That's our boy. And you're not going to mess with one of our boys. So it just like created this whole, just like love for this green or this, uh, sorry, this orange fluffy thing. Like it, it was, it was absolutely crazy. And it's just, I'm, I'm glad that Kevin Hayes fought for him to be at the games this season because it just wouldn't be the same without him. That's awesome. Yeah. He, he he said, you know what? I'm not stepping on the ice until, until Gritty is in the stands. Yeah, so yeah, did, we we did, all did love him a, for the most part. Pretty much all of us love him. Did Gritty get a secret service with him too, or is it just Gritty? Does anybody <laughs> no, know? No, he has one of his secret service interns with him. Yeah, he has one with him. So, but it's not like his like you know usual outfit that he normally has right. uh, when there's fans there's fans of the stands. So, so does does he ever mess with you while you're taking photos? Yes. <laughs> yeah he he will um i like loosely i know who's inside the suit which no i'm not gonna say who it is but um, i want to ask yeah i i know um i know who's in the suit and just like he he's he's it's cool because he's like really respectful of us but when he like finds out that you vibe with him he's totally messing with you like he'll come up and just like 
you know, with his little squeaker thing, like boop my camera or try and press the <laughs> shutter button, or he'll just like creep up like right behind me. And I can like feel like fuzz on the back of my neck. Like, <laughs> of course, you know, this is pre COVID days. And he would, if I'd be in a shooting hole or like, you know, behind the net or something through the glass, he would just like run down and just like stand right behind me and like beat on the glass, like over my head, you know, as I'm <laughs> sitting and it's, it, he definitely makes games a little more spicier. That's awesome. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I I wanted to. So you obviously have have been taking photos for for the Flyers for a while. So how did you actually land that gig? Did you have to uh, like submit some samples or, or like how did how does someone get their their name tossed in the hat to be considered to take pictures? So, um, and this is like one thing when people reach out to me asking like how I got to where I'm at, I am a bit of an anomaly where I was asked to come in and take pictures. So what had happened was this publication that's, um, unfortunately no longer together. Um, they reached out to me after seeing my music photography and the way that I capture, um, musicians and stuff like that. And they're like, we really like the way that you capture the action, of like a live, you know, musical performance with these like crazy punk bands and stuff like that. And they're like, have you ever considered shooting sports before? And I'm just like, honestly, no. And I don't know why, because I'm a huge sports fan. So it's like duck hate. And they offered me an internship and I was thrown right into um, shooting professional sports. Now they covered a little bit of everything in the Philly area. So my first pro sporting event was the Philadelphia union soccer team, one of their matches. Um, and then eventually like, you know, I was asked to do a flyers game and it was just one of the best moments of my life. I remember it so specifically. Um, and yeah, so I was, I was asked to do it. Um, I really don't know too much about like how I, I think a lot of other people have like started the high school level and just like worked their way up through college and minor league and then eventually get, um, you know, called up to the big leagues, but I didn't have to go through that process. I was, um, pretty lucky that someone had saw my talent that I crafted doing another subject and asked me to do it. So the Wayne Gretzky oh, photography is what I'm getting. <laughs> oh gosh. Don't even that's, that's, those are big shoes to fill, but that means a lot. Thank you so much. All right. All right. We can call you the little brown of, the little broad of photography then i'll Does take it too? i'll take it <laughs> yeah that no that's awesome uh now what's what's hold on tyler what what so out of all the sports that you've you photographed what's the most difficult to photograph mm, for me it's probably basketball um and that's only i mean up until like now now i'm like an editor for the nba and i like you know it's a lot easier for me just being exposed to it but i I grew up watching um, like the Chicago Bulls in the nineties. Everyone like watched Michael Jordan. And then eventually like I became an Allen Iverson fan and started watching the Sixers. Um, But I just didn't watch like my parents never watched basketball. It was, we were always a a football uh, baseball household. So I find that the sports that are easiest for me to shoot are the ones that I watch the most because I can anticipate plays and movement and just like, kind of like, you know, the whole language of a game. Absolutely. You, right. you kind of know what the next step is just because you've seen it before. Exactly. Exactly. Now I, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into your, your flyers fandom. So uh, I, I, it looks like your favorite player was Eric Lindros. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Still is today. Yep. Absolutely. Today. Okay. The Legion of Doom line, him, LeClaire, and uh, Renberg. Who, who? And, Michael Renberg. Sorry? 
Renberg. Okay. Michael, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I remember, well, I don't remember because I was like four when they were in the finals together, but when the, are we going to really talk about that year right now? No, no, no. no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So Kate, there's a positive spin on this for you and you'll like, you'll like this. You'll like where it's going. So Mm -hmm. yes, there, we brought out the brooms and we, and we swept you in 97, but, but we haven't. So up until I think it was just a couple of years ago that we hadn't won in Philly for like 20 years. Right. We, we couldn't get a win in Philly at all. Mm-hmm. I just thought that, that that was the most interesting thing. And then once we finally did beat you, it was like it was still like a two to one victory or it was in a shootout or something. So I guess it mm-hmm. counted. But but yeah. And and plus, let's let's be honest, the Flyers are in way better shape than the Wings are right now. So there's yeah. nothing to worry about. <laughs> two, yeah, two, two, I mean, two different how many- uh, Oh man, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Like, how many years? How many years can you be in a rebuilding process? Like, I oh, feel so okay. bad for you guys. Okay. No, so- <laughs> no, we're not, we're not in a much better. We're not in a much better place. Um, and, and honestly, uh, it's funny because this is not the first uh, wings centric podcast that I've been on, and some people did some really, uh, and the last one did some really uh, good background work that you won't find on my Instagram or website, but. I actually, my second team is the Red Wings. That's my second favorite team in the league. I, I noticed that when when you did, uh, you posted a picture, I think it was of Abdulkader and mm-hmm. uh, I think they were facing Tampa Bay or something. And actually the caption was, even though Detroit's my second team, uh, I still kind of want Tampa to win too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that I, I remember. I remember that post. Um, and yeah, so I actually, you know, I hate, I hated what happened, you know, in the late nineties. Um, but I, I did watch a lot of. So I, I grew up like, you know, I got into hockey through the Legion of Doom. That's why Eric Lindros is my favorite player and will forever probably be. But I also watched a lot of. I just watched like other teams, and I was like, I really like this Red Wings team, and um, just loved how grittier the game was back then, and just like you know, really kind of just started to like the Red Wings as well. And then like what, like 97 or whatever happened. And I was like, okay, but, um, but, but yeah, I, I do like the Red Wings. And one of my um, lifetime goals was to go see a game at Joe Lewis arena. And then I found out they were going to demolish it. And I was just heartbroken. And I actually went up, I took off of preseason for the Flyers. I went up and watched, uh, I think three Red Wings games preseason up at the Joe, just so I could say I did it, you know, and that was one of my coolest hockey experiences. It was a facility. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was unfortunately right after uh, Gordy Howe passed away. So it was just like a really kind of surreal and funny enough. They were the first game I was there. They were filming the pump up intro, like the video thing. And I'm in it in a Red Wings jersey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it, awesome. It's really funny. I forget um, what jersey I was wearing. I borrowed one of my friends, but I was actually in that uh, pump-up video for that year, and everyone always, like, you, so know, you know, yeah, they gave me heck for it, so. Oh, man. Yeah, so the LCA what, is definitely not the it? Joe Lewis. Yeah, mm-hmm, I've yeah. heard that. It's a little bit of a step up. Um, at, at the Joe – I, I don't know if you heard any stories from 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 guys at the Joe, but you literally had to pee in a trough. There was no privacy whatsoever. So if you were a shy peer, good luck. 
<laughs> I think I did hear about that because I went into like the women's room and it was just like, you know, I like came back and was talking to my friend. He's like, at least you don't have to pee in a trough. I was like, excuse me. And he like, <laughs> next time he went in, he like tried to like, you know, sneak a picture because it was actually empty when he went in. And he was just like, yeah, this is our bathroom. I'm just like, you're kidding me. Yeah. And there like, were only like four of them in the LCA. There's like 20 bathrooms. There were only like four bathrooms in the, in the Joe. That's why every right. line was jam packed. So it's like, all right, can't fill up on on eleven dollar beers because I'm just going to be in line for an hour. <laughs> exactly, you're going to be making some interesting friendships in those bathrooms. I guess. <laughs> like, no kidding. You know? Yeah, yeah, wild. But so it, that's that's pretty interesting though that you had you had a, a, a it's a different experience. I mean, I was joking obviously when I said it's a world class facility. The Joe actually was built like so poorly. But mm-hmm. it was such an awesome atmosphere, 20,006 seats, I believe. And, and for a while, the Red Wings filled those seats, every single one of them, even with standing room. And it was an awesome playoff atmosphere. And I'm glad I got to experience the, the good days of it. Um, Same. But now I'm, now I'm just looking forward to you know, creating new memories in LCA, which hopefully will be in the near future. But only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy wild times right now. I know it's yeah. it's absolutely crazy. So, uh, just taking a, a quick break from sports, it looks like you also have a lot of concert photos. Are those like punk concerts, rock and roll, and how did that all start? Yeah, I I, I haven't done it like you know too much recently. Obviously, not since COVID. But um, yeah, I that's the type of music that I like. I like punk. I like hardcore. Um, really like underground kind of like gross, disgusting shows. That's what I always liked, and I kind of like made a little bit of a name for myself, like photographing that kind of music, and you know got some recognition for that. Um, I'm inter- internationally published with my music photography. You wow. can find I have T-shirts, I have albums, my pictures in it. Like yeah, so that. It's just the music I love, and it's just like you know, way for me to participate. Since I'm not in a band, I was like, well, I'll participate in a different way, and that was just kind of my way of uh, doing it. That's awesome. And I saw a I saw a photo too where it looked like you had a bruise on your leg, and, and it was like a casualty of the of the mosh pit or something. But how difficult is it to take pictures when when all that stuff's going on? What do you do? Uh, you just kind of have to keep your head on a swivel because you're constantly <laughs> in danger. So um, it's just being kind of hyper aware. You have to have good, you know, uh, good vision, just be able to keep an eye out, like even in like, you know, uh, what you can't see and just kind of be able to anticipate, um, you know, any sort of wildness that might fly its way. And every now and again, yeah, you do you do get hit. Um, I have gotten two or three concussions because of shows. Um, oh my gosh! Broken gear. Yeah, I got bloody noses. Um, so it's it's pretty wild. But um, I don't know. I grew up like you know, like late eighties, early nineties, like playing in dirt, and just like we grew up differently as kids. Like you know, we skinned our knees, and like you know, it it, it didn't it didn't scare me. You know, so it yeah, it's just part of the game for me. I guess you could say. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kate, would you think would you say that uh the like the rock photography translated pretty well into sports photography as far Absolutely. as being, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why that uh, first publication reached out to me. There's like, if you can like survive and like capture this kind of action while in danger, you're going to be okay sticking your lens through a camera hole. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it just, it's all about capturing movement, being able to anticipate what a musician, what a player um, is going to do. It's just, it's, I'm dialed in the same way that I am, you know, both doing music and doing hockey or any sport. Definitely. And um, so I, I wanted to ask just a couple quick questions. Uh, obviously, you've you, we we talked about the flyers. We talked about you know your, your concert photos, and I'm interested in how you got into the NBA, and and you've even snapped a few photos of the Eagles too. Um, I mean, it, it, was it a similar thing where it, did did anyone reach out to you, or did you just seek other work? How did how did that start? Yeah, that was me seeking out other work. So I started, uh, I was networking and someone had introduced me to a sports writer that works for Philly Voice. And and she, my friend was like, you know, why don't you just reach out to them and see if they need a photographer? And it happened to be the perfect timing where their staff photographer got laid off and they decided just to switch to freelance photographers. And I just popped up in their their inbox and, um, have been, you know, lucky enough to be able to do games here and there for them. That's how I got to shoot my first Eagles game, how I got to shoot my first Sixers game. And yeah, I was really lucky with that. And then the, um, the NBA gig was just me looking for work as well. You know, I have, um, moved up to the New York city area and I was just looking for work up here and that job is in Secaucus, New Jersey. So right across, you know, the Lincoln tunnel. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just landed that job just through, editing my own pictures and having my own workflow. And I guess they saw something in me and here I am being worked to death (laughs) with lots of hours, which I'm grateful for, but it's, you know, it's, it's been a crazy ride with them as well. Now, uh, real quick with, with the Eagles, did you, uh, um, did you capture any photos like during their Super Bowl run and everything? No, I started, um, did I shoot that season? I can't remember. No, I think I shot my first game after that year because I think, you know, they were kind of light on their Eagles coverage until like, you know, they actually had a chance and everything. I think um, I got to photograph the parade though, which was really fun, but I didn't get to um, photograph any of that, uh, you know, chaos. So just, it was a season after that. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Kate. So I I know you're busy all the time, but we were creeping on your website and I noticed that you offer services such as, you know, photography lessons, um, or, you know, photo touch-ups, stuff like that. Did you want to talk about that a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. That's just me, um, you know, looking for supplemental income and just like trying to offer my services to something like outside of, you know, the pro teams and and things like that. I've done a few like, you know, like midget and like peewee games and stuff like that. And I absolutely love doing it because they're just so freaking cute. And, um, yeah, I started, I I would have so many people just, and they still do just like pop into my inbox and just be like, you know, how do you do what you do? Or just ask me simple, like technical questions. And I was just like, why don't I just like create 
a class and just take them to a rink with me, just like a local rink. And we just go through what it, you know, the best places to shoot the right settings, um, how to edit properly and just how to kind of do what I do, you know, from my point of view. And it was really successful. I just, I, I miss doing it. I wish I could. I've done a couple over zoom, but of course it's just not the same as just freezing our butts off at a local rink, you know, and, uh, doing it in person, but, but yeah, I, I like, I like teaching other people. So that's why I do that. Yeah. It definitely makes it fun and enjoyable that way too. And you get other people to start, you know, possibly start a passion, which is, uh, which is what you have going. So, um, yeah, that's, that's incredible. And, uh, I, I wanted to just kind of end on talking about the metropolitan riveters because, uh, Dustin, myself, and and our other buddy Connor, who couldn't join us today, we're all huge fans of just hockey in general, and we love seeing the fact that NWHL has has been growing exponentially. And now that they're going to be on NBCSN, I mean, it's a huge growth opportunity. So for you to be involved in an organization such as the Riveters, where um, you get to see that growth, I mean, how how special is that? That that must be for you, right? It's, it's really great. And like, that was part of me wanting to start to work in women's hockey. I was just like, I had kind of a moment where, you know, I'm just very outspoken about like what I go through as like, uh, Oh, female sports photographer. And just like, I would tweet about like, you know, the disrespect that a lot of these female athletes, you know, get on like social media or just in general. And I, I said to myself, like, what can, what more can I do to help, um, kind of grow this game to like, you know, and obviously I'm just like, well, duh, like, you know, reach out to the league and see if they need a photographer or if they're interested, like, you know, in my services and stuff like that. And they said yes. And it was just been, it's been such an amazing experience, even in just like, you know, two seasons watching it grow and getting to know these players and working with the league is is so rewarding and so fulfilling and they're just such every single player I've worked with has just been such an amazing, thankful, kind person. And I feel so appreciated there. And I also just have better access. Like I can take a, I can do a media day and do this really cool, fun lighting. I can go, I can sit, stand on the bench with them and shoot from the bench or in the penalty box, depending on the, the rink. And it's just, it's been so amazing and I'm so happy to see these great huge sponsorships pop up. The NBC thing is amazing. And I just see like just more and more things kind of just like snowballing into a bigger thing. And cause I think we're all, you know, between like NWHL, PWHPA, I think our end game is the same. We want, to grow the sport. We want to be, be more inclusive. We want them to, the athletes to get paid what they deserve. And I yep. think, you know, it's, it's great watching small things like happen for that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And we're, we're I mean, very happy. We get to see, we get to see them live on, on TV now. And it'll be interesting to see with, with everyone. I feel like a lot of people on social media are really pushing towards, I believe it's February when, when they, uh, air on NBCSN, but, um, it's going to be really cool to see cause that's, you know, them dipping their toe in the water of, okay, we're going to, this is going to be on a national platform. And I really think that people are under underestimating how successful it'll be. 
Yeah, I think it's it's the opportunity that women's hockey has been waiting for, you know, outside of, of course, like the Olympics and stuff like that. It's something that we're just waiting for. It's like, just give us a chance and show us like we can show you like what we can do and like the the types of fans that we can get, because I know interacting with a lot of people on Twitter, for example, they're just like it's hard for me to watch. Like, I don't want to like watch on Twitch or this and that it's not on like, you know, my TV and like all these excuses. And it's like, there's becoming less and less excuses to watch women's hockey. Like you like men's, like there's no reason, same game. Yes. Slightly different rules, but it's, it's the same sport. You know, there's no reason not to watch women's hockey. Yeah. Hey, Tyler and I talked about it for the all-star game. Yeah, when there was three exactly. on three women's hockey, it was probably the best thing running. So, um, but yeah, we once again we we want to thank you so much for for coming on. Um, and I I know you you do have a, a website, and I don't have it in front of me. If you wanted to, if you wanted to tell everyone how they can how they can get on your website. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was so great. Yeah. But um, yeah, my website is just my name. It's katefreeze.com. So that's K-A-T-E-F-R-E-S-E.com. And you can see all of my portfolio, anything from my music to my sports to my fine art photography on there. Perfect. Awesome. And then also on, on Instagram or, or any social media, do you, uh, how could people find you? that way. Yeah. So my, uh, there are unfortunately two different, um, you know, handles, but my Instagram is Kate underscore freeze. And then my Twitter is Kate freeze photo. Um, I'd like to try and merge them, but I haven't yet, but that's, yeah, that's the best place that you can find me. I'm not very active on Facebook or any other, um, you know, outlets, but those are my two, my two big ones. Perfect. Well, yeah. Thank you very much once again, Kate. And we're, we're going to have to have you on again. Uh, I just feel like there's, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to a lot more hockey stories to unpack. So we appreciate the time and, and look forward to having you on again. Yeah. Thank you again. This has been um, so much fun talking with you guys and I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, Dustin, anything else? Nope. I'm good. All right. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Kate. Done goofed. Thank you so much, Kate, for coming on. We're going to definitely have to have you back. You have too many stories that we didn't get a touch on. Connor, hopefully you'll be ready when she's back on. Tyler, what did you think of the interview? Oh, it was great. And we had, we had a great, uh, we had a great discussion about Gritty. Um, that was, that was hilarious. <laughs> she, lo- and then, she loved that picture you sent her. Yeah. Yeah. So for, for anyone, anyone listening who hasn't seen the meme, I sent it to Connor and uh, his immediate response was, I did not need to see that today. Uh, but it's... <laughs> that was, that was it, it, nice, I, too. I stand by that, by the way. <laughs> so, so, Dustin, if, if there's... Uh, we should we should post a sound clip of this and then have that... Have the picture in it to see what everyone else's reaction is. But... Um, <laughs> so, it is... It's a female gritty um, and doing, doing like, a, a pose and it says, it's Gritney, bitch. <laughs> 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 oh, the Diane. caption makes it the caption makes it oh yeah yeah so like some some of those uh nhl meme pages are so stupid with their content but whoever did that that's just gold agreed it was awesome yeah, but was um but yeah no kate kate was hilarious she's she's great um i i love her attitude because she she has i mean she works what, 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 did she, what did she say, Dustin? She, she she's even tailed back a little bit, and she's still working 70, 80 hours. Yeah, 70 hours. 
Yeah, just so, killing it. Um, but yeah, so th- there's a lot more a lot more stories from from her that uh, we'll definitely have to catch up on at another time. But uh, moving on, um, I, I think it's fair to say, guys, just because um, just just because they are a sponsor of ours, that we can say that uh, you know I, I'm going to talk a little bit about some fantasy and uh, some some fantasy hockey, not not fantasies of mine. But fantasy wow. hockey. Just to clear things bitch to fantasies of yours. Interesting. I know. You can see what's on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. No. So uh, I, I I don't know what, what we're going to call it yet, but uh, it's going to be something to do with fantasy hockey. And uh, it's Tyler's by, Fantasy Corner. This, this week is brought to you by Vora Underwear. Speaking of fantasy, <laughs> those things are a dream. Man. Love those things. So uh, I'm upset. Hold on. I didn't bring mine this weekend and I was working all weekend. And needless to say, my underwear rode up. You need some love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm upset. So shame on me. I needed to bring them. But yeah. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Right. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. No. Um, I, I make sure that I, I, I usually do one load of laundry every single Sunday just from, from, you know, the previous week. And I always make sure that my Vora underwear are like the first things on, on top of my, my underwear pile. So it's like the first boxers that I grab. And I guarantee <clears throat> you probably have a pair in your truck center console. I don't. Don't lie. I don't. Why, why would I? Hey, you never know. We might need a fresh pair, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if if anyone ever got into a situation like that, I feel like you just go commando. You just got to ditch them. <laughs> That's fair. That's anyway, fair. I don't even that that just that got off a wild. <laughs> anyway, uh, so talking about fantasy hockey, so um, some some notable pickups here. Um, well, it looks like oh, where did you go, Connor? You added Jeff Carter from free agency. I did, yeah, and the reason for that is uh, I I had some guys that were out day to day on the IR, and the cool thing about our league is that you can move players on the IR and then add another player, so you don't lose that spot. Um, right. So, and and I don't know. I, I've always liked Jeff Carter. I mean, he's uh, he is what he is, right? He's not anything anything crazy, uh, but, but he's a consistent guy. He's a, he's a consistent guy. He'll get you a couple points here and there. He he's a guy that's on the ice a lot. You know, he's not one of those guys that. So, for instance, you have a guy that's not owned by that many teams in a league. Like I think he's like thirty percent owned or something like that. Um, but he his time on ice is sixteen to twenty minutes a game. So I'm kind of just doing the math. Like that's how I work the waiver wire a little bit. If I need a guy and there's not like that that home run player right there. I'm looking at lineups. I look at time on ice. Look at just like those. If he's on the ice for that that many minutes, there's a chance and there's a high probability that he would probably touch the puck and maybe get an assist or get a tip in or do you know do something where um, it, it benefits the team. So I, I did pick him up, and I think that right now, I mean, I'm winning against the commissioner Hugh uh, Suckett. And uh, I know you. I know you listen. So sucks to be you, man. I don't. He actually changed the draft so he could draft first overall too. By the way, um, that's a story for another day. But I want to add 
that my my draft pick, by the way, was ninth out of how many how many people do we have? Twelve. Twelve. Yep. Yeah. It, it could it could be anywhere from like seven to nine is probably the worst place to ever be in a draft of twelve people when you have a snake draft. Yeah, nine you, nine nine's not the worst because you get it right. You get like the back to back. But it's not I mean, it's like seven. It's like so yeah, you never get back to back. I hate the snake draft, dude. Snake draft is so oh, no, terrible. I, I, I meant to say, you know, you're you're right. I meant to say twelve out of twelve. Yeah, twelve then, out of twelve. Then you get twelve. You get twelve, and then you get the first round. You get the first yeah, so, pick in the second. So how round. would you how would you like to be ninth? Won't that be like the worst in the entire draft? Or seventh? Yeah, or well, eighth. I'll, or seventh, I'll just say I looked at the seventh player, Dustin. It's like Crosby still. Ninth, eh, you ha- you like have a severe like the top ranked player overall not even skater it was like a goalie at my point so i was like all right what the what the hell is going on you end up drafting first overall oh shit i don't know keep on talking well actually i'll keep on talking while i look it up um it's still it's you know good players i think it's like marner or something like that well Um, so i i i wanted to um so we we talked a little bit about your strategy last week and what's been working for for me this week is uh this year I try to do something a little bit different where instead of just going after the best available player, I try to go for line mates and people that are on the same team. Like who's going to be on the PP, who's going to be, who's going to be feeding that person to get a goal. And so then you get, you get not only that person who gets a goal and the assist. So for instance, yeah, like I have field quarterback wide receiver play. Exactly. Right? You, yep, you draft yep. a quarterback. That's good. And then you draft a good wide receiver. You have, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, and I guess he just changed teams, but previously it was Deshaun Watson, you know? Yep. So so on that note, I have Eichel, Hall, and Victor Olofsson. Um, I have all those guys together. And then I also uh, made a move to get uh, Alexander Texier, Boone Jenner, and Oliver, Oliver Bjorkstrand. And I, I did some research on Bjorkstrand. He's actually one of the one of the top sleepers. There was like a top 20 uh, sleeper picks every yeah, single year. Yeah. And Bjorkstrand was number one. Wow. Wow. How's he? He's probably done well for you. I know that, you know, we've watched him. He's, he's good. And I six, just looked at six the, games played five points. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's doing it and you you look like you're doing really well. So I know I don't want to bore people with like the, our actual league fantasy, but Tyler's doing well. So if you are in a fantasy league, listen to him. Listen to me, because like I said, I'm I'm shoving it right up the hoop of our commissioner right now, uh, and there's no way that he can he can get back. Well, so I'm sure I won't regret that tomorrow morning when he still has like 15 players to play by the time we're recording this. Right, and here here's one thing that I'll say too: if if you if Anton Kudobin is somehow in free agency, or if if someone else in your league has him, try to get him. Just try because. I, I made a bold move to get him in in the fourth round, and my brother was shitting on me for getting that for getting that pick. Um, he ended up giving me thirteen points the other night. Wow! wow. So talk That's, about uh, a sleeper pick. That is crazy. Last thing I'll say about about this league um, because I want to shit on Hugh a little bit more. <laughs> uh, so he he made the league and then made it for the wrong number of teams. So we had to create a new league. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know, the commissioner of the league is like first one to join, obviously, just because that's how it, you know, to join it or to to make a league, you have to join it, obviously. So you just like land in that first pick. The way that the drafts work is the first people to join the league. That's how, that's the order of 
of the uh, the draft order. So he didn't really know this before, so I won't I won't go in too hard on him. But I was second person in the league on the one that he accidentally made, or he made the wrong number of people on. So he made like yeah. the 10, <laughs> 10 numbers. So I was second. I would have drafted second. You know, um, you know, it's it's McKinnon or McDavid pretty much that I'm getting. And then no, he creates a new one. I didn't see that. And there was a whole nother story that I won't go into right now. I didn't see it, but I joined late and uh and there I am at ninth. So I wanted to get that out there because I know he was listening <laughs> and he was feeling bad about it, but I actually don't think that he was feeling that bad. I mean, his, his it didn't change his draft order, put it that way. He's uh he he's active on on the um uh free agency. Actually, I've been making that. I've been making a lot of moves. Uh but I know Anthony has has too. He's all over the board with these, but um I I would say uh okay, so I had to drop uh Nemesnikov. I I was really hoping that he was going to have a strong start and it was going to give him some confidence. I know he's he's not on the best team right now with you know being in Detroit. It's gonna take him a while to find his groove. That's the only reason why I dropped him. I, I just couldn't afford to keep him and watch him put up uh well he he's averaging a half a point for me right now per night. Yeah, I keep on talking. I'm adding Nemesic off to my team as you speak. <laughs> Go ahead. Five games played, minus two, eight shots on goal. He only has 2.4 points in five games. So I dropped him and picked up uh, Alexander Alexander uh, Texier of yeah. the Columbus no. Blue Jackets. It's a good play. I just have a lot of people out on, on in on day to day. But anyway, I don't I don't want to talk about our, our specific teams too much, but I'm glad uh I'm glad we got to talk a little fantasy because I know players or people play and they want to learn, you know, the random players that you typically don't hear about. So I think I think it was good. I'm and I learned something too, you know. Tyler dropped Nemestikov and I'm about to pick him up and Nemestikov's probably gonna get a hat trick next game. Because if if he does, I'll be so pissed. But hey, uh do, do we do we want to uh <laughs> Should we tell everyone what the what the loser has to do? <laughs> I, I I didn't agree to this, but yeah, sure, sure, go ahead. And the only reason I didn't agree to it because I already do it on a weekly basis. Oh my god! <laughs> so Dustin, the the loser of our of our fantasy hockey league has to go get a Brazilian. Oh, nice. nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we'll, uh, that's going to be so, when, when so he, he's going to give you a very detailed picture, Dustin, just so you can uh, look at uh, it. Uh, he's going to get a present and an ass tattoo this year, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nashville looks like trash. Hey, calm down, calm down. But, uh, at, anyway, but yeah, so, um, that, that was pretty much it for, for this week for, for fantasy. Obviously it's really early. Um, no one's going to really know anything for another couple weeks, but, uh, but yeah, that's it for, for that right now. Um, also I think that we should, we should end on, on, uh, thanking our other sponsor, the resume rescue. Uh, remember guys, if you want honesty in your job search, the resume rescue is the company for you. They are a career services company dedicated to helping all professionals find work from resume reviews, interview preparation, LinkedIn, one-on-ones, business branding, everything. So make sure to give Angela a call today for a free consultation at 248-206-5630 or visit the resumerescue.com. 
And thank you to both Vora and the Resume Rescue for being our sponsors and our partners. And uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this week. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else? Good job, Tyler. Nope. That'd be it. All right. I hope right, you enjoyed the fuck this out of here. week as well. <laughs> see All you right, next guys. week. Yep. I'll see you.